Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast in, in this, this reality. reality. The show designed to challenge everything we've been taught. If you've ever felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Time to open your mind. And dive in. This, this is, is the, the Mental, Mental Mastery, Mastery Alliance, Alliance Podcast. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. It has been a minute. We haven't recorded in probably about two weeks. That's because I wanted a little bit of a break. Uh, I had a few things in the works. I had a few things in the pipe. I had a few things I wanted to work out. I had a few things in my mind I wanted to get going as well. So... I hate being stagnant and stale and repeating everything kind of over and over again, even though it's a good message and I say it differently almost every time I say it. Ah, just needed two weeks off. So thank you all for listening. And I'm coming back with somebody who I'm really excited to talk to. Uh, This is a fella and I've mentioned him on the show quite a few times in the past, just his music, his vibe, his energy, his essence that I've picked up through small communications with and a hundred percent through the music. Ladies and gentlemen, with me today, whom I'm super excited to introduce, Time Cop 1983. You've heard me talk about him. Here he is. Hey, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, man. In the past, I've mentioned a few things. I always drop little nuggets on on, on the show, sort of as to what I like, what, what I'm listening to, um, stuff that sort of gets a feel out of me, an emotion, a rise, that kind of thing. And your tunes, uh, man, your tunes hit the nail on the spot. I'll tell you when I was just coming back, I had a four hour drive and um, three of those hours were in, in uh, dusk slash night. And there's nothing better than your tunes on, on a, a, a highway that doesn't have much to look at, you know, and it's just, just the same beat that the, that, that beautiful melody that you put into your effort and put into your music. It, it killed it. That trip, you know, three hours and yeah. When you when you're listening to uh, a, a musician, an artist, when you're listening to somebody, that no matter what song comes on, and it could be in any order, it doesn't matter. You you don't at all ever think to hit the skip button or reach for any of that stuff. And that's you. That's your tune. Oh wow! wow. Oh, do you know which album it was? Do you remember? Um, I have you uh, on uh, Spotify. So when I say uh, when I say uh, or or put the Spotify on, I don't put you on an album. I put you on as an entirety and Spotify plays sort of as it goes. Oh, yeah. So, and it's because of that, that I've said to, I've said, you know, I've, I've done sort of, uh, what's the word? Like I've, I've questioned that. I'm like, am I listening to an entire album? Because there's a flow through your albums. I know I've put the albums on and there's a flow from track to track. Um, That's what I tried to do. Yeah. And and it's interesting when, um, when it's on sort of shuffle, you get, it's like watching a movie that's jumping through time with time cop. It's like you know, jumping through time and it's like, okay, so here's a flashback to this and here's a flashback to that. And then here's a oh, foreshadow man. of this. So even when your tunes are not in order, they're, they're telling a story. And that's oh, really cool. That's cool. That's cool. But because in uh, 2018 with my album night drive, uh, yeah. uh, that's what I specifically had in mind for it, just driving on the highway at dusk or at night and on an empty highway, and that's what you'll be playing in the car. So it's funny that, yeah, you actually feel it that way as well. And that's and that's when it hits, you know? And here's an interesting fact, too. On this drive, I was with my mother, who is 74 years old. All right. 
and she didn't reach for the buttons either. She didn't oh. with her with her, you know, uh, advanced. Uh, I don't want to say advanced anything. <laughs> if she's listening, I'm not talking <laughs> about her anything advanced. But, you know, the ODD, the, the OCD, the, the 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 idea that, you know, what else is out there? You know, that that permeates our media that permeates our minds. What else is out there? And she didn't reach for it either. So, you know, your, 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 uh, your tunes are transcending, um, uh, generations. You know, I feel like I should, Dude, I feel like we should, be playing, we should be playing you in the background right now. <laughs> well, yeah, go for it. But it's crazy, man. Uh, it's, so it's not so, like an H thing. I was, of course, I see it in my numbers, but uh, I usually picture guys like you and me uh, kind of about the same age, mm-hmm. uh, uh, listening to, to my music, but to know that older people like my music too, like your mom and that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 one of those things where it's like, you know, when you put something on um, and s- somebody in the car, somebody generally in the car wants to change what you're doing. They want to put their thing on. But your music has this ability to just, it, it, I mean, in my opinion, it just, it, it covered it. You know, it was perfect for what it was. Not aggressive. Um, I mean, some of your stuff is great, but just that maybe it was the whole night drive. Maybe that was the luck that I had that day that it played yeah. the whole night drive album, you know, but. Um, no, but yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, my music is not like out there. It's not like really aggressive, as you say, or it's just kind of music to listen to. That's how I see it, at least. And I mean, it's not music that would be played in clubs or whatever. It's not dance music. It's not like harder music that people go crazy about. It's just really mellow. And that's what, what I try to achieve with it. It works, man. It works. <laughs> Thanks. It. Uh, what I like to is. Oh wait, there we go. Can you hear that? Yeah. What was it? That's you. Oh yeah. Here we go. <laughs> See if I can find that that happy medium right now. Since I don't like to edit this show, I do the whole thing on the fly. There's no. Oh, yeah. There's no you know cutting in and out type of thing. No problem. Hopefully, I won't make any mistakes then. <laughs> Oh no, you can make mistakes. If, if they're like <laughs> egregious mistakes, I'll edit that out. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I can't imagine what that would be, nor could my audience after everything that they've heard us listen to. <laughs> so there we go. I've I've got you quietly playing in the background now as no. we converse. This song is uh, on the run, which appears to be your most popular song, and it's only playing now because I just quickly tapped uh, open Spotify, oh, yeah. uh, and on the run kicked up. Yeah, that's um, definitely by far my most listened to song. Yeah. So give us a bit of a rundown of On the Run, uh, simply because it is your most popular song as I'm seeing this right now. Yeah. Um, what was the process like when you create, again, your tunes? It doesn't necessarily, don't you don't have to talk about On the Run, but what's yeah. your process for creating this? And um, maybe I should jump back a little bit. What What was your childhood like? like how did you go from just a guy that was chilling out to, to, I'm going to create some stuff and it's going to be different than everything else because everything right now is just everything that's new is kind of terrible. Oh, um, I definitely didn't think of it like that. <laughs> I'm saying that those are my words. Those aren't your words. So, so my, my question is like, you know, what was it like for you to, I don't know, I don't even know how to word that, like to, to transition from not doing this to doing this. Yeah. Give us a rundown of, give us, give us your backstory, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was born in uh, 1983 in uh, uh, near Eindhoven in the Netherlands in Holland, and I mean my my childhood was just really very free. What I can remember is just me playing with friends and going 
on holidays and whatever. And but my parents are really great, and uh, they introduced me to a lot of music. They're like they're from the fifties, uh, but um, it's not that they only listen to fifties or sixties music. They listen to everything. So uh, I got like a really broad musical background, if you want to put it that way. It's not that I ever uh, uh, played an instrument or whatever. I, I never uh, uh, did that. But yeah, when I was about, what was it, 12, 13, something like that, I uh, uh, met a friend who made music with his computer uh, in Emma Dawson's Scream Tracker or Impulse Tracker, some really old uh, uh, tracker. And um, I just decided to, 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 to give it a go as well because it looked so much fun and uh, I wanted to try it. Like I said, I had no musical background whatsoever, but yeah, I just wanted to, to, to give it a try because it looked so cool and I kept playing with it and kept playing with it. And yeah, that's kind of where what, what my love for, for making music was born. So in uh, uh, 2012, I believe, uh, it's when I first released my, my, uh, my first song. And um, because between 12 and I'm not even sure how old I was when I released my first song, but between age 12 and uh, 2013 or 2012, I was just playing with music, doing a lot of stuff on the side and never focused on it. But uh, then in 2012, I, uh, I discovered Synthwave and uh, decided to give it a go as well. And uh, I made my first song, put it on SoundCloud, and uh, that, that's how Time Cop 1983 was born. That's beautiful. So Yeah, it was just pure passion. I, I liked making music, and uh, it was never anything serious for me. I didn't have a musical background, so I thought... Uh, when I had my first song, why not give it a try and put it on SoundCloud, see what people think of it, if they even find out about it or, or, or even like it. And yeah, ever since then, it's been been crazy. It's the It was the right time. I mean, SoundCloud was so young, especially at that moment in time, and, and people were finding so many great things. It's almost like that's not even possible now because there's a, there's a quelling or a um, I want to say a shadow ban. Like there are certain things that that don't get the attention that they used to get because whoever owned it or whoever took over retweaked the algorithm to to sort of take back control because that was the wild west back in 2012. A lot of good things were coming out yeah. and a lot of good voices were being heard for the first time. SoundCloud yeah. changed a lot of things. It almost like it took the power out of the record label's hands. Um, and I yeah, I, I think feel so like too. They, they I think it began with the, yeah. Sorry, I, I think it began with with MySpace. Um, hmm. that was kind of like a, 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 a yeah, something different uh, instead of like big music labels doing things where people found out about music and then SoundCloud came indeed and yeah, with their algorithms it, it made it easier for, for people to, to, to discover new music and I haven't used it in like five years or so so I don't know how it's now but yeah, yeah it, it, it was a great time for sure it's and and so in your opinion, do you think you know? Um, see, for me, if I were to re refer back to a passion, I've fallen in love with photography, and my photography, the stuff that I love shooting, also is representative of the energy that your music creates, right? So, and and I don't know how to quite put this to a listener, but it's almost like a a, a dark, mysterious, macabre feeling that puts you in a place that's not quite today but could very well be either 
1980 or the year 2080. Yeah. You know, and that I, I just simply love that visual and I've connected with a few 3d rendering artists that do some amazing work. And, um, I've, what I'm trying to do is emulate that with the camera, right? So that scene and why I'm saying this is because I like, um, your music every single time I pick up the camera, I feel reinvigorated. I feel like there's something new I can do, learn, see, be like, I can, I'm, I'm, I always pick it up and I'm always excited. Are are you still going through that with whenever, every time you sit down for something new, you're like, Oh, this is new. This is better. Do you still have that love, that, that, that fire, that passion? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. But it's not like that every time because I, I've struggled with uh, a writer's block for, for a year, like two years ago or something like that. But yeah, definitely. I mean, I love making music so much and uh, especially seeing so many people like my music that gives me a lot of inspiration to continue doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, it, sometimes it's it's hard. You have to be in the zone to oh, do yeah. to, to, to 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 feel it and uh, uh, to create. So that that's uh, uh, one side. But on the other side, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Every time when I uh, uh, turn on my computer, uh, um, I, I just yeah like making sounds, like making new ideas. And uh, I mean, it's my my day job now uh, since last year. But uh, even now, when I'm bored or uh, I'm not doing anything, I turn on my computer, start making sounds, and just experiment a little bit. It still gives me a lot of energy uh, even now. That's amazing. So yeah. when was your last album, your last full album released? And and how does an artist, like, how do you release that stuff? Is um, I'm curious about that process right now. And a lot of people listening... Um, you know, if you if you sort of gauge that answer, or if you craft that answer, there are a ton of people listening right now that um, are creating but don't know avenues or don't know this or that. If yeah. you, um, my, again, I have so many questions, so let's just jump back to this one. <laughs> if you were to give advice to somebody who's getting started, or if you were to say like, "I wish I knew then what I know now," or or you know, how would you talk to either your younger self or somebody who's what tricks would you give to somebody who's getting into it right now? Yeah, right now, uh, I would definitely say find a good label that fits your music, that has a lot of contacts in the music scene uh, that you make your music in. Uh, uh, They can definitely help you because there's so many people making music in their uh, attics or in their their bathrooms. Uh, Anybody can release music. So it's really hard to to get noticed now, uh, even harder than it was when I started or 20, 25 years ago, because anybody with a computer uh, uh, can make music. It's easy as that. And uh, um, so I would definitely say, find a label that fits you, that knows how to promote music, that has a lot of contacts, uh, uh, a lot of followers, and just introduce yourself like that. Um, But yeah, when I started, uh, uh, I'm independent. I'm not uh, uh, signed to any label, like exclusively. Uh, I mostly uh, self-publish my music. So for for me, it's a little bit different because I was so lucky that uh, my music got picked up by a YouTube channel, uh, New Retro Wave, which was pretty large back then as well. Uh, uh, And I didn't really need a label because people found me anyways and I kept releasing music and somehow they liked it and kept following me. Somehow. 
You're so humble. Yeah. This shit's fire. No, yeah. music is great. <laughs> yeah, to me, it's nothing special. You no, know? it's just my music. and Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But well, yeah, definitely. Things too, that's one of those things that, that sort of we all do. All of us undersell ourselves, right? I'm probably making you uncomfortable by singing your praises right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so so why I do that and why I do sing those praises is because I mean, I 100% believe in in uh, the ethos, the energy, the cosmic chi of it all, right? Mm-hmm. And for me to have been looking for as long as I did um, to find a sound that I didn't even know existed, it's like it's like having a craving for something that won't go away, but you have no clue what it is, so you're stuffing your face with everything. Right? I had exactly the same when I first discovered synthwave. Yeah, exactly that. I I I always loved music, and there was so much music that I listened to, uh, uh, but there was never like one genre or one artist that I really adored or was a really big fan of. But um, then I heard uh, Kavinsky for the first time yes. and saw uh, uh, the movie Drive in 2013. Yes. That's when it all came together for me. I love the music. I, I found Future Cop and Kavinsky in college. I love those guys. But after seeing Drive, to see that uh, uh, the photography or the cinematic, yeah. Yeah, cinematography and the music together, I was like, wow. This is what I want to do. This is me. This is my kind of music. And this is what I want to give a try and see if my music can take me anywhere. And I'll, I'll go you one further. Uh, I went down that exact same rabbit hole. Oh, wow. And the neat thing is in this, in this journey, you, you did that and then you created, right? <laughs> I did that. And just like you, after seeing it all and knowing what it was, still wasn't satisfied until I found your music. Right. And and it's your music. That is to me, an extension of that rabbit hole that you yourself went down. So when I find that stuff and for, and again, for me, like I said, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that really 100% goes on feels. I like to, I like to be moved by stuff and there's, there's an essence to this. And I looked at all that stuff and I loved all that stuff. And it was, it was what I was looking for. But there was never one artist. I, and I always said to myself, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of ease as well, right? So I've always said, I want to go to a one-stop shop and have it all sorted out. Yep. Um, and with the technology that we have today, you know, yes, you can, you can say, if you like this and this and this, then you'll probably like this, this and this. And the algorithms on Spotify or whatever will put They'll it all together. suggest you, yeah. You're the only one that I can say, play Time Cop. And every single song's a banger. I don't miss any of them. I don't miss a beat on any of them. <laughs> Every one of them hits a mark in a different way. Um, and so, so why I say that is just simply because, you know, it, it's fascinating that you get this, you get this thing, um, the same rabbit hole that you and I went down and you said, I'm going to put my fingers to these keys and I'm going to create the sound I want. Yeah. I don't have that skill. My skill is speaking. It's talking. I've got a face for radio. <laughs> So I talk to, I talk to you. I talk to guys like this. I talk to the creators. I create awareness of the creation. So even somebody's going to come across this and they're going to say, Hey, because of you, I got into podcasting and I found time cop. Right. So the same guy that's going down the rabbit hole further down the chain uh, is connected by podcasts through me then to you. And this is how the expansion grows. 
And I find that it's when you operate from a place of purity and a place of integrity and a place of just, I need to create for me. Yeah. Stunning and beautiful things happen. That's it. Definitely. So I, that's really cool. I, I mean, it's almost like I'm not surprised to hear that answer, <laughs> you know, because I'm so familiar with that road. Yeah. But that's really cool. So, okay. So now you've said, I've seen this, I've seen this journey. I've seen these visuals. What's next for me? You know, how do I, how do I really pull this? And yeah. that, that, I don't know how long it would be that creative window, that next year, did you knock some stuff out and you, and you just sat back and you're like, I've, I've done it. I did it. No, definitely. You can never do that, especially in the beginning. I mean, you, uh, you know about it. I mean, it's you can never uh, uh, sit back and relax. You always need to. Well, I wouldn't say reinvent yourself, but always create new stuff. And especially in the beginning, when it's so important to to come out with new stuff. Like, well, I wouldn't say every week, of course, but that might be a bit too much. But every few months, you should do something because people forget about you. Like I said, there's thousands of people making music. There's well, millions of people making music on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Anybody can release it. So it's really important to, to, to get consistent uh, quality, of course, and release uh, uh, every once in a while so people don't forget you and s- social media and stuff like that. The algorithm. The algorithm. The algorithm yeah, you just need to make sure or uh, try to, to, to make the algorithm pick you up and keep promoting you to other people that don't know your music or, or podcast or whatever you're doing. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 You, you have a decent following on, uh, on Instagram and, and I've personally found that the Instagram has helped me a lot because so many people look yeah. for so many different things on Instagram. And then when they come across you, they see some of your Instagram visuals, then they sort of check out what you're doing and then they, they, they find the avenues. I really appreciate Instagram. I've never messed with TikTok or any of the other ones. I I probably won't ever mess with TikTok. Um, but you know, these are the things that these are the things that help. So there's so much that does go into it's not just I'm gonna sit down and create. I like how you reference they're making music in their attics or in their bathrooms. I know a lot of people that make music in their bathroom for the sound quality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and and I mean, I know some people that started their podcast in the closet because they didn't have yeah. good gear and they they wanted no reverb, right? Yep. So you just, you sit in your closet and you you start your podcast. Yeah, but Anyone it can doesn't matter. Anything anywhere. That's and it. like you said, it's, I think 100% it's consistency. If you're pure of heart and if you're always willing to learn and yep. you're going to stay consistent, that's the key to success. Definitely. The problem is everybody sees you, like somebody will notice you and go, oh, he became what? Famous overnight. And you're like, yeah, it took me 10 years to become famous overnight, yep. you know? Um, yeah, and, and, and fame is also fleeting. It's like, I mean, I mean, you can't even define fame anymore. It's like somebody knows you, somebody doesn't know you. It, it's just yeah. a, I mean, it's not even a goal. It's not even a goal for of me. Of course, it should be, never be a goal. Never. No. Everybody wanted to be what? Rich and famous back in the day. I'm like, I'd yeah. rather be rich and completely obscure so I can go out into the city <laughs> and not be bothered and spend my millions. <laughs> yep. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> no, but that's it. I mean, uh, yeah, everybody can create, but it has to come from the heart. If it doesn't come from the heart, people will see it. People will notice and they won't be as interested. I think. I have dabbled a little bit in uh, mixing. So uh, not anywhere near uh, anything, but one of the funniest things I've noticed with mixing is hitting the levels 
Um, like when you listen, like your song, I don't know if you can still hear it. You probably can't. It'll be, it'll be audible when, you know, when people are listening in with the earphones oh, yeah, on, but your, your but... music's playing in the background right now. Um, you've got this perfect mix. Um, and it's, from my experience, it's almost impossible to generate. Like when I'm talking about, like I've dabbled with mixing, yeah, I yeah. put my voice over top of music before. And it's almost impossible to get that perfect mix. You've yeah. got like 42 tracks playing at the same time and your mix on it, the flow is perfect. How long did it take you to do that? Or is that a software thing? Or is that is that a skill or a software? Like that flow that you have is just, I know it's personal because that's, there's personal stuff in there. But I mean, how am I gauging this question? How do you take perfect vocals? Where do you find these beautiful vocals? And then what makes you think I'm going to merge it with a, a flowing, almost organic sound. And then we're going to have some ticks and some beats and stuff like that. You've just got that. What is it like flowing like water? I don't know. I, there's a ton of questions in there, but no, yeah, yeah. I guess what's your inspiration? <laughs> yeah. It, it's crazy that you say that. That's funny that, that you think my mixes sound so good because I think they sound like shit. Actually, <laughs> it's always the way. I, yeah, th uh, well, it's always with creative people. Probably yeah. they always think their work is not good enough. But um, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I knew back in 2012 and 2013 when I released released my first songs that they weren't sounding perfect, and I was like, I'm just gonna release them anyway because to me, it's never going to sound perfect. Mm -hmm. Even uh, my latest album, which I mixed and master well i didn't master it but uh, i mixed it myself but um i know there's so many things that i could have done better but for me it's a learning process i like doing things myself as much as possible I like to learn about making music and mixing and mastering as well so i just kept doing it and just released it even though i, I knew it wasn't perfect so yeah, that's another important thing when when you're starting out. It's never going to be perfect. Even when you think it is, it will never be perfect because after you release it, there's always little things that you hear that you, you think you should have done better. But yeah, then the, the mixing itself, it's all done in the box, in the computer. It's, uh, it's plugins. I use like one template when I create my music, uh, uh, which has is going to be really technical, but uh, a, a parametric EQ on it, a, um, a multiband compressor and a stereo enhancer. And I feel like that's like 90% of my sound with those, uh, with that template. That's what I use for every song. And uh, of course it makes every song sound about the same, like level wise and whatever. But for me, it's just so much easier because I don't have the knowledge to, to, to tweak everything into detail. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just go from there, and uh, um, yeah, it, it's good. It's good to hear that you think it sounds okay. Yeah, man, I'm not the only one. That's for damn sure. Um, so okay, so here's a question for you, and and that's a good answer too. And so again, in the podcast world, there are so many times where I'm like, <clears throat> well, that podcast was absolute shit, but I've got to put it up because I mean, like, it's shit to me because I'm like, I should have said this, this, and this, and I should have gone this way. But I like the flow; it sounded good. Um, the main message was out there and I can tweak it later because I also have this beautiful thing that goes on in my brain, yeah. which I'm sure you do too, where I know exactly what I want to say up here, but I yeah. don't know how to get it out here. That's so it. 
your music is probably since we're from the same generation, your music is probably perfect up here. But once it comes out, you're like, it's not what I wanted. Um, but yes, as an observer and as somebody who isn't as critical as you, because I mean, it's your creativity. I mean, I've been told, I've been told by people that I speak eloquently and yeah, I think to myself, how is that even possible? I'm, uh, I'm literally <laughs> one giant ball of ADHD spitting everything out all at once. Um, no, but it's still very good. I mean, it's <laughs> very easy to follow. So it's not maybe because <laughs> I have ADHD myself as well, that it's easier for me, but <laughs> I don't know. That's what you said. You said it's easy to follow. I'm like, how are these people following along with? I'm trying to figure this shit out myself in my own head. So here's a fun thing. Right now, I'm gonna see if we can let's, let's put you on the spot. Right now, in the background, there's a song playing called "Tonight." Yep. I think that was off your 2017 album or EP. Uh, it was from Wave CP. It's 2015 actually, and 2015. in uh, 2017 or 16, it was on an uh, on an album as well, on uh, Reflections. Yeah, 2016. So, where were you? Since you're so good at remembering that, where were you mentally, and what was going on in your mind when you were recording tonight? Yeah. Well, to be honest, it was nothing special. It was not like there was a big idea behind it or whatever. It's, it was just me having fun in the studio, getting into the zone. That's when I came up with this. I think it began with the chord progression. Mm -hmm. And um, like those four chords in it. And then I started creating everything around it. And that's how, how it came to be. But there's no like real big idea behind it. And, yeah. Just quote unquote, just another track. Just another 7 million downloaded only on Spotify. <laughs> just another track. There's another day in the office. Yeah, it's crazy that it, it gets so much listens. I mean, yeah, like I said before, for me, it's just me expressing my 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 creativity and uh that so many people like it it's just crazy so and of course i try to, to create like a certain vibe with my music with like a, a romantic vibe especially in the beginning or uh, a little darker vibe for, with the, my album night drive and now with my new ep uh, as well so there's always an idea behind it like in general but not for every track okay this is really specific because i uh, uh what is it I, I broke up with somebody or i've fallen in love or yeah it's just a, a general idea for, for the album it's not a representation of my emotions per se i i would say one of the fun things um i'm, I'm a video game uh, aficionado as well i love classic video games Nice. And uh, I have quite the collection um, just because I'm a cancer and I'm a natural collector. I didn't know yeah. that that was a thing, but uh, astrologically, I collect things. All right. So your uh, your soundtrack, uh, just basically your tunes. One of my favorite games is from 1985 or 86, Rad Racer for the NES. Yeah. It is never played it with her. It is a very basic game, you know. It's a it's a it's a driving screen game where the where the road goes like this, and your little car just goes like this, right? Yeah, sort of like Outrun or something. A hundred percent, yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. so Outrun was the Outrun was the Sega Genesis uh, arcade, you know, super graphics version for the thing. Yeah. Rad Racer was kind of a port, like a very basic. We don't have enough to do this, but it it, yeah. it had a life of its own, and it's got a cult following now. Um, but it's one of the greatest. It's it. You know, for for an eight year old or a six year old, or however old I was when I was playing it, it it, it was fantastic. So 
there's this essence and this there's this essence in the ethos where they say that you live your life up until a point and you find a certain amount of happiness. And when you sort of hit that 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 area of happiness, you try to revert back to where you were most happy. And for most of us, that's when we were kids, that between the ages of eight, when you start to become aware and, and 13, when you find out that there's another sex out there that screws up all of your hormones. <laughs> so there's that, that, that wonderful time. Uh, and that's where a lot of kids go back to. So it's funny because the music that you create and the music that you produce also allows me to go back there. It pulls me back. Yeah. Uh, it somehow I've tied in synth pop synth wave with, with the eighties. I mean, obviously it's based around an initial, an initial eighties sound, you know, Depeche mode and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it, because of the modernization of it and because of how even now at this stage of the game, even when we try to think back to 1985 or 86 or 87 or whatever, or, or to when you're like eight, nine or 10 to any audience member anywhere, when you try to think back to when you were eight, nine or 10, you can't put yourself back in that time frame. All you can do is view it from this time frame. Yeah. So when I look back at the eighties, right. I can only do it with this music. And that's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Like you've taken this music and you've taken the eighties and you've merged it with 2022. Yeah. And, and so even your own visuals without music or anything incl inclined, it's the only way to look back at the eighties. You can't go back to the eighties because you have the knowledge already in your head. Yeah. So the best you can do is recreate it inside your head. And that's, I think that's a really good description of synthwave in general. Like we want to go back to the eighties, but we can, but so we just create music that sounds a little bit like the eighties and sounds like the future as well. So that's perfect that you see it that way as well. A futuristic eighties. Yeah. And, and it pairs well with everything eighties, especially if you've got the CRT either filter or, or, uh, uh, TV. And you're, yeah. and I remember, I remember one night and I, again, I bring up the rad racer and you're, I remember one night just sort of sitting and chilling out and uh, I had a ton of stuff. I was working with a ton of clients. I was totally creatively burnt out. And it was one of those, I don't know if you've ever experienced this. You probably have yeah. where you're, where you're creatively burnt out, but in a really good way. Like you just put it all down. You're like, I did everything I needed to do. I'm done. I'm just done. Yep. And I'm happy, but I'm done. So I threw you on. And I've got the big screen in front of me here. I threw on the rad racer and I just sat here and it turned out like I sat there and I played the game for four hours. Oh, shit. I sat there and I played the regular Nintendo NES and you, you just playing in the background and everything was perfect. You know, uh, it, to me, it's just like, uh, it's just that it's just such a cool thing to be able to, to take that happiness, to take that era, to take that essence and to be able to add to it with something so great. Um, so let's talk about what everybody wants to talk about right now. Um, finances, right? Nobody knows, and you don't. Uh, we don't need numbers. We don't need details or anything like that. No. Just a general or your perception of you know this. You just said that this is quote unquote your day job now. So yeah, yeah, you're. I'm a hundred percent. You're getting hired for festivals, and that's all a wonderful thing. But from your day to day, um, I guess residuals uh, and mm -hmm. and royalties. How do you how do you think as somebody who's created such great stuff? How do you think that? the royalty systems works. Do you, you know, do you, if, if you could change it or if you could do it or, or, or what's your total take on it right now? Just, I mean, and don't say anything that's going to get you in trouble if you're, if you're angry about anything. Well, to be honest, I'm not angry with it at all. For me, since I have this many followers, since I have this many listeners, 
it works. I mean, like I said, I, uh, I've made it my, my day job um, and I can't complain about it. It's just, it works. But I can imagine if you're just starting to, to, to make music, if you have a few thousand listeners or a few hundred, then you won't make any money from it. it you, you won't be able to live off it. And that's crazy. In, in, uh, like it, on that side, it's crazy that it pays so little. Uh, especially with uh, uh, streams and uh, uh, yeah on Spotify, so it, it pays not very much money if you don't have uh, a lot of followers or listeners. But it pays enough or a lot of money if you have more followers. So if some people say, "Oh, you should get at least a, like a, a dollar per stream," but it wouldn't be fair if those really big pop artists who have like a million streams per day they would earn a million dollars per day and other people who only have like 200 uh, a place per month only would make $200. So in one way, in, for, for if you're starting out, is there's not really uh, uh, much, how do you say it, return of investment. Uh, uh, if you release your music and only a few people listen to it, but once you grow bigger, then yeah. You have to do it for of course, the love, for sure, in the beginning. You have to do it for the love, definitely. And I, I wouldn't say no to, to more money, of course, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, who would? But yeah, like I say, if you have enough people that follow you or enough monthly listeners, then it's fine, really. Mr. Burns once said to Smithers, you know Smithers? Mr. Burns from The Simpsons for all. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 don't watch The Simpsons. He said, you know Smithers? I may have a lot. But I would trade it all in for just a little more. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, so it's okay, right. so here's another fun one too. Uh, yeah. Without you know trying to you know pay all your bills, what was your first paycheck from Spotify like? And and I asked this like it could be like ten cents, whatever. As a podcaster who does decent numbers, mm. Spotify doesn't pay me at all. <laughs> Not at it. all for for podcasts. Not at I'm all. Not, I haven't received a single paycheck from Spotify. Oh wow! So maybe maybe I could learn from you. Maybe I need to punch in a few buttons and get these bastards to pay me. You Spotify yeah, but, bastards. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. But aren't you using like an uh, aggregator or distributor for for your uh, podcast? Uh yeah, I, I'm self distributed, but yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I do as well. I use well in my case it's TuneCore, but um. Spotify and uh, iTunes and whatever they pay me through TuneCore, and if it's like it's a three month delay, so they should definitely pay you. But I'm not sure how it works with podcasts. Might be possible that you don't pay at all, but that doesn't seem fair at all. I should really look into it. <laughs> yeah, you should, man. <laughs> so okay, so so let's talk about that briefly because that's fascinating too. Without worrying about dollar amounts. You started and you started streaming. So you basically, so for the podcaster, the podcast community, I use a company called Blueberry. If you go to my website, ladies and gentlemen, selfless plug right here. If you go to my website and click on our exclusive offers, you click the Blueberry link, you're going to get a free month of hosting. So that host is a, is a kernel. I'm technically hosting my own thing. They're the one that's distributing you know, my file. So when I upload to my own host, it gets dispersed to all of the websites or all of the carriers. So anywhere, like you know, iTunes, Spotify, the whole nine yards. Um, and that's that. And that's literally that. They just disperse it. They just, they just, 
promote it. So is that the same with you? Do you just get a brand new song? You're like, I'm going to click it and I'm going to upload it. And this is how I'm going to do it. And it yep. goes up. And then of course, later you're like, I, now I'm going to release a full EP. So it's going to be four songs and, and then and that. So you decide this is going to be the bonus. This is going to be this. This is going to be a rework of this a reimagination. So you just same like a podcast. You just click to yep. upload, put in your picture, put this, and then it, it does the rest. That's it. And like you say, they don't do anything. Uh, they don't do any promotion or whatever. It's just you upload it. They distribute it to Spotify and uh, iTunes. And then it's up to you to, to make it work, to, to get it out there. And uh, they pay you, well, if you have the numbers. Uh, and if you're a musician, maybe not if you're a podcaster. <laughs> <We're getting ripped laughs> but, up. Unless you're Joe Rogan, then you're getting all yeah, kinds oh of Oh, yeah. Oh, he gets paid. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. But um, yeah, it's just like that. Just upload it and they distribute it. And uh, um, it works great for me. Because then you won't need a label. Like uh, before, uh, 20 years ago, you needed a label to make sure uh, your music got on a CD or uh, got in the charts or, charts or uh, whatever. But now anybody can release music, uh, uh, which is great in a way. But in the, yeah, on the other hand, yeah, anybody can release music. So there's a lot of shit out there as well. But I, I, it works. It works, I think. So back to payment, does Spotify mail a check to your house or does your no. distributor, how does that, like, how does it, how do you get paid? Yeah. It's uh, through my uh, distributor. So Spotify pays them. Yeah. It's a three month delay and um, uh, my distributor uh, uh, pays me uh, uh, my money. So it's all through, uh, uh, through their accounts. So what you're saying is I need to get on with my distributor who may be pilfering all my cash. Maybe there's like millions waiting for you, man. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if there's millions waiting for me, I'm putting on a music festival and you're the only one playing. Oh, oh yeah. I'll come. I'll come. <laughs> uh, no, that, uh, uh, man, that's, that's so neat too. Yeah. So that's something to, to look into. It's, I never even you thought should. about it. Like podcasting for me was never, was never about the money. And I'm pretty sure podcasters don't get paid. Um, I, I make a living off my podcast, which is really yeah. convenient. Uh, and that comes from, um, having, uh, you know, be, being able to either sell my services or, or, or help people or connect people with the, you know, uh, all sorts of different things. There's so many avenues to make money with podcasting, just from yeah. using your voice and directing people to go here and go there and check this out. Like, I'm hoping that, you know, at least, uh, at least a thousand or 2000 people will now head over and check out your tunes specifically from listening to the show. And having had your beats playing in the background, um, you know, we're cerebrally pumping it into their head and they're falling <laughs> in love with it right now. Uh, but it's, excuse me. Uh, it, it's neat. It's neat to know, you know, that, that, yeah, if you've got an idea and if you decide that you're going to upload, you just create a creator's account and up you go with regards yeah. to Spotify and all that sort of stuff. Uh, anyone can get paid. Uh, money isn't what it used to be. And even the value of money, I don't know if what you guys are doing over in the Netherlands, but money's going out of control over here in Canada. Yep. Like it's like $10 for some lettuce, you know? Yeah. It's crazy here as well. Yeah. <laughs> Supply chain issues. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. No problem. Yeah. And then here we have like gas prices going up crazily because of the, the Ukrainian war with Russia. Mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy, man. Yeah. And we've the all got different. Like, so high. That's not even something that can be really addressed because every single person everywhere has got a different view of what the Ukrainian war is based on the media that they're allowed to see about it, you know? Yep. So our influence on all that stuff has changed and it's altered and all that sort of stuff. This isn't political. It's not a political podcast. 
Although the podcast is sometimes political, I've been known to dabble. <laughs> but for me, with regards to politics in that sense, I love asking questions. And, you know, I've gotten in trouble for it in the past. Uh, but I make no assumptions and I make no statements. I just I just point out, you know, crazy things. And there's a lot of obscurities going on right now. So it's interesting to know that even in, in your side of you know the world, it's it's just as crazy as over here. When you said gas, what are you paying for gas? How much is how much is your gas now? Uh, well, it's gone up, uh, gone down a little bit now, but um, right now I think it's like uh, uh, one euro and seventy five cents per liter. Uh, I'm not sure how that would Ooh. translate to 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 to, so to euros, gallons. I think uh, I don't know the conversion. Uh, I think right. it, one euro is like a dollar and ten cents, something like that. American a U.S. dollar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Canadian? I don't know. Like a million dollars Canadian. Yes, probably. <laughs> Our dollar is crap right now, which is it's truthful. But so we have um, one seventy five a liter. Yeah, we're over here griping about one fifty a liter, uh, oh. and one fifty a liter would probably work out to. Uh, I want. I would say, I would say a dollar. Dollar one euro, one euro a dollar like one dollar. Wow, euro, that's euro. crazy cheap. <laughs> for crazy me, at cheap, least. Man. not for you probably, but. <laughs> used to be 54 cents. I remember the longest time gas oh, was 54 cents Canadian. That's it true. stayed there forever. And now it's $1.15. We had uh, a few months ago or maybe a year ago, we had like, uh, it was two fifty, I believe, for one liter. That was crazy. And it's, I think, you know, you look at this sort of stuff and you're like, man, it's it's a fun topic to discuss. But at the end of the day, like it just goes to show how very manipulated we are by all the string pullers everywhere. And you think to yourself, do I want to complain about it? Do I want to gripe about it? Do I just want to work in and within it? I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't know the sticker price on on services and that sort of stuff. But like, if you're low, if you if you yourself are low on cash, or you say, you know what, I need a, an extra couple grand, and then do you have the ability to um, reach out to promoters or festivals and be like, hey, uh, you probably know who I am, or maybe you don't know who I am, but this is who I am, and I want to be on your tour. Can you do that by yourself from your phone in um, this day and age? Yeah, well, if you have a booking agent uh, or if you have the contacts, definitely. I mean, you can uh, ask ask people if they're interested in booking you. So I, I think it's possible, yeah. But you don't do that. You, you, well, you I have like a, yeah, sorry. I, I have a, like a booking agent, at least for the US, and I tell him, okay, I want to go to the US in, well, in my case, it's September. Uh, can you? try and uh, get a tour together for 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 us and um yeah he, he goes to work on that and well hopefully it will work but yeah it's for me i do have a booking uh, booking agent yeah so, so the booking agent yeah that makes sense but that's the thing so it's like you know you say to yourself we got some downtime let's go earn a little bit of extra cash so you call the booking agent and be like put me here if you can at this yeah. time that's fun yeah and it you is you should also <clears throat> in september you should also work on uh, coming into canada oh yeah i am um well, it isn't official at all yet, but uh, as far as it's looking now, I'm coming uh, to Toronto in uh, in September. Bro, I'm in Toronto. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming to your show. Oh, yeah, you you yeah. are. You should. A hundred percent, I'm coming to that show. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, the last, the last uh, I don't know if you've heard about them over there. Uh, the last band I saw, um, the last electronic band I saw uh, in Toronto was Zed's Dead. Oh yeah, I heard of him. And that was probably about six years ago. Oh, 
there's so much paper and that sort of stuff. And I mean, there's the, Toronto has such an amazing scene for EDM and for for all that sort of stuff for sure. Yeah. Um, but as far as EDM goes, I worked my way out of it. It's not it's not a, a music scene that I'm overly into right now. Um, I don't know what like who do you who would you tour with or what would your tour be or how does like how do, where do you slot in with that sort of stuff? Well, for me, like in the past, it was a headlining tour together with uh, two supporting bands. Uh, it was um, uh, their, their synthwave or ABM as well. It's uh, uh, Corinne and Arcade High who I uh, uh, toured with. Hmm. So it's just uh, uh, a bunch of friends going on tour, having fun and uh, playing some shows. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I I, yeah. I really want to see that. Do you have any um, Do you have any live footage of you at festivals or anything like that? Is that on YouTube or anything? Yeah, it's on YouTube. There's a few. Yeah, awesome. I'm, I I asked that. I stay away from YouTube because I ask, I personally, I've, I've been in trouble with YouTube because I've, oh. I've asked questions and I've, I've questioned narratives and YouTube just, d- just wiped me out. Oh, shit. Um, so I would probably go back to YouTube now uh, because I don't do what I did back then. Uh, and, and I shouldn't say wiped me out. It wiped a version of me out. It wasn't this show. This show has always been a certain thing, but there was a version of me that was like, um, asking a lot of questions and being aggressive about it. Yeah, but did you get blocked or something? Well, it was uh, it was a show called Becoming the Free, uh, and it was uh, me and a couple other creators, uh, big big name uh, Instagram creators, uh, and we started doing a podcast and we started asking a lot of questions, and then yeah. we got kicked off of Spotify and off YouTube. Oh well. Just one day we woke up and it's like you guys um, have violated stuff and you're gone. So like we just got wiped out. Oh, wow. And so we said, okay, well. You know, because there's no aggression to me. Like we're we're all spiritual people, essentially. Uh, and and it was one of those things where it's like, at first I was mad because we put like a year's worth of effort into it. But after that, it was like, so I understand the system is. I understand the system is. I don't want to say rigged, but I understand the system is the system. And you can play within it, and you can raise awareness, and you can entertain, and you can live your life comfortably inside the system. And the key is to the key is to to play the system. Before there was a mindset that's like I shouldn't have to play the system. The system shouldn't exist, right? But now it's like using the yeah the amount of people that have something to say or have something to create, they exist, and they're out there and they're doing what they can. But the amount of people that are so riddled with self hate uh, and 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 angst. They want to shit on everything. They want to destroy everything and they want it. They want to project their own pain onto everything. Yeah. And if they're, if this system wasn't in place, even though it goes against me sometimes, because I often speak against the system, if this system wasn't in place, the darkness that is inside a lot of people spreads. And for a long time, I, I, I had comments on my, uh, on my Instagram. I had comments taken off because People would come there and just shit on it. And if somebody, the way I looked at it, if somebody's coming to a motivational Instagram and they're, and they're reading the post and they're thinking that this is great, you know, this is what I needed to see. This was the inspiration that I needed. And then they read in the comments and some assholes just talking shit yeah. that could ruin their day. So it was that realization that made me understand a little bit more about the system mm-hmm. that I was like, I'm now monitoring what people can say on my threads. Right. So I'm now part of the system. Yep. So, so I changed that yeah. to you have to be following me to make comments, oh, and yeah. that 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 seems to have quelled it because there are a lot of people out there that just want to spread shit. Yeah. So 
if you're questioning the system or if you have an aggressive tone or if you have a, a certain thing, you're going to trigger some people who are going to complain about some stuff and they're going to do a bunch of stuff. So to be controversial will always sell. To be overly controversial will get you caught up in the fishnet of the system because people are dicks. <laughs> yeah. So that was a little, a little uh, top. We were talking about YouTube. So back to YouTube. <laughs> I will relaunch. Like we're set for video. I've never done like this video that we're doing right now. It doesn't get used. You know, it's um, a shame. Yeah. The Mental Mastery Alliance is set for video. I even have a half decent background that, you know, it's not even offensive. Yeah. So it, um, you know, eventually, eventually we're going to get into the video, Mark. Yep. Uh, and all of you wonderful listeners will be able to see my beaming face. <laughs> it looks good. I can tell uh, from here. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, YouTube, you're, we're talking about royalties from Spotify. Your royalties from YouTube, are they, are they rivaling Spotify? Like if you were to say of all the streaming services, do you know which one pays the most? Uh, to be honest, no, I don't. No. I never looked into it into detail in too much detail. But um, I would say YouTube is rivaling uh, uh, Spotify. It's about the same, I think. Hmm. That's fun. That's fun because you hear a lot of artists complaining. Well, we should get paid more, and like you said, you can't pay yeah, them a million dollars a day. That's it. I mean, everybody wants to get paid more, but um, if you're really not that I'm saying that I'm big, let me put that uh, uh, out there. But uh, if you're really small, then there's only so many people listening to you or uh, seeing you. Why should you get paid like a big time artist that gets paid millions? Hmm. It's all in, in in proportion. I think should be in proportion. And the way I look at that too, with regards to finances, um, if 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 you want to complain about money, like you just basically you want to complain. See, there are people like you who are doing what they love, and and happily getting paid for it, right? As opposed to doing something and wishing I got more. You know why? Where's my money? You know that yeah. that changes what you're putting out. And when you want more money, what you're putting out is shit, right? But when you're loving what you're putting out, you're gaining a following and eventually you get more money. And I the thing so. about money is if somebody walked up to you and said, here's $10 billion, just bump, it's in your paycheck. It's, it's in your bank account now. That's all yours. Do what you want with it. That changes the game for everybody. You have to ask yourself, like, what am I doing now? What's the purpose? And it's not like I have $10 billion. Now I'm the happiest person in the world and everything I've ever wanted will be, will come to fruition. Yeah. No, that money now, you know, there's now a million other problems you have. And there's also, now there's a fact that you don't need to get up and do something for quote unquote, yeah, yeah. you no longer have a purpose Yeah, and now you've got all this money and you don't have to work for it and you didn't earn it and, and, and you didn't become anything you just have. Yeah. And that in therein lies the, the, the discrepancy in life, what people forget and what people don't really understand. And we've never been allowed to understand having grown up on MTV cribs and pimp my ride yeah. is that. It's not about the money. It's about becoming the man or the woman who mastered herself to the tune that she could earn the money. It's a metric. It's not, to me, it's not a destination. It's a metric. And I absolutely adore it. Now you're going to hear a lot of people, and this is where the system comes in. Well, fuck you. You can only say that because you've got money. Yeah. It's like all of us were born naked and covered in blood and shit. <laughs> all of us, right? What you do from that moment forward is entirely up to you. Yep. And people will say, well, some people have a leg up in that where their parents were rich. Maybe, yeah, of course. you know, yeah. maybe, 
But at the same time, I still say no to that as well, because anyone that's got quote unquote rich parents will raise a child for the most part that maybe doesn't, that doesn't put enough effort in or that doesn't step up. Maybe they fell ass backwards into it, right? Again, if your main goal is money, it's a situation. If your main goal is, is personal growth and prosperity, we're all on the same playing field. Yeah. And you should always work for it. I mean, yeah, you have to, 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 to work for what, what you're earning and it, it doesn't come like, doesn't come falling from the sky. That's right. It's not, it's not up there for, for grabs and you have to put effort into it, uh, do some work and like uh, with, with magici- musicians or uh, podcast makers, it's not just creating music. It's not just creating a podcast. It's maybe 50% of the, the work is marketing or uh, putting effort into it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so I'm you, you so bad at that myself. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I put that stuff out there. I market it. I'm like, I do it. Uh, and like you, I got I got lucky where I got natural growth sort of in the beginning. So yeah. my numbers were good from the beginning and they, and this word of mouth spread, which is like you. So it's like marketing. Yeah. Um, every time I drift over to your profile, I see, you know, like you put, you're putting up some stuff on the, on the Instagram and I think to myself, he's got the same problem as me. It's like the stuff is good. But if we, if we're always in, like, if I put a, an audio clip up in the story every day of a song, like if you put a beat yeah. in the song, that's a neat thing too. Uh, Instagram changed. So now I can use your music in my stories and I've done yeah, yeah, yeah. merged so many, so many uh, of my images with your music. That's cool. Do you get notification of that when somebody uses your tunes? Uh, no. When they, they tag me, I do, but not when they use my tunes. But then again, I do get paid for it through my uh, uh, my distributor. Uh, you can set up like an Instagram uh, uh, link or Facebook link, and then you get paid for that as well. So that's great. But I, I don't get like a specific... Uh, message if you or anybody uses my music only if they tag me so whenever i whenever i uh whenever i do it again i'll make sure i'll, I'll either tag you in the photo or, or put a, a an at in the actual post because i love using that Excellent. stuff i love creating a story like my story is usually comical and i love creating some ambience put some music in there like i love playing with story uh on instagram that's good that you get paid for that too that's fun i'm helping you out. well it's not much but no, no, know, fraction it's something time but i'm helping <laughs> yep Thank you so much for that. <laughs> uh, so we've had you for an hour and I do want to respect your time. Um, so, I mean, we'll definitely have you back on the show because I, you know, awesome. especially if you're coming into like, we'll have you back on probably around September uh, before your, your, uh, before your North American tour, because my audience is primarily Canadian in America. So we'll raise some awareness and some cities and some dates that you're in. So I'd love to have you back on that. We'll do a quick promo for you then. Um, awesome. If you can't come back on, I will promo the crap out of you just with my voice to my audience. Because uh, I would love for you to have, I mean, all on your own, you'll have a total sellout, but I would love for my audience to be able to experience you live, especially if you're in their city. It'd be foolish not to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I adore your tunes. I adore the, the, the feel that you create. Um, and, and I really appreciate that when you go looking for it, you know, is is there anywhere that you want to send anybody? Is there any drop back? Or is there anything that we can do? Uh, are you selling, by the way, are you selling uh, LPs, EPs? Do you have uh, records? Uh, yeah, I do. But usually they get sold out with, within a few hours. Uh, but actually, we're doing another uh, repress of Night Drive uh, next week, next uh, Friday. Right. And like in April, uh, my... my um, 
my EP, Multiverse, is coming out on, on vinyl as well. So that's that's great. But it's so crazy. They they sell out. Last time it was a thousand copies of Night Drive, which sold in three minutes, something like that. It's absolutely crazy. So so why are you only pressing a thousand? Press ten. Yeah, well, yeah. It's between me and the label, and we're like, oh, maybe we should shouldn't do too much. But yeah, it's it's always the question about how how much people are interested because it was already the third repress and I was the fourth repress, so it's always a gamble. But yeah, I think I think if you're selling it in three minutes, you could easily do ten thousand would sell out in thirty minutes. Because I mean, because here's the thing: humans right now are collecting. Yeah, like we're collecting and we're going back to vinyl. We want this. We want this shit back. Uh, your stuff is great. I would love to have a record. I would love to have, I would love to oh. add your, like your entire, I would love to add your entire discography. into. I'll send you one for sure, man. We'll into, stay in touch. I'll into, send into you vinyl. one. Yeah. Who do you have to know to get an autographed record around here? God damn it. Oh, just me. I'll, I'll sign it for you. I'll send it. No problem. <laughs> if it's done before, if it's done before um, um, you're in Toronto, that's that, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be sweet. Oh yeah, sure. I can make sure. That would be sweet because I could bring it with me or yeah. no, I don't even know. Do you touch them? You don't, you probably don't even touch. Do you have your own record? Yeah, yeah I do. I do. I, uh, my label sends me like a hundred copies for, for, uh, uh, per pressing to sell at shows. So, uh, I definitely have them myself as well. Yeah. Good. That's what I want. I'll, yeah. I'll see you. I'll see you in September. You said it's not guaranteed that you're coming to Toronto though, is it? You're no, right. it's not guaranteed. Yeah. We're still working on visas and the, the touring schedule itself, but, um, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, man my fingers are crossed fingers and toes bro yeah um so where i cut you off again i'm I'm excited i probably did a lot more talking <laughs> in this episode than normal so i apologize to my audience for oh. being over overbearing but i was excited um where are we sending these is there anything that that you want to raise awareness for right now um well yeah like i said my my final is coming up next week and in april and yeah just if you're interested in the tour, follow me on uh, uh, on my social media, and uh, I'll post anything, any updates of it on there. And yeah, that's it. Do you have a proper website that we can send people to? Uh, link backs or anything? Yeah, it, it, I do have a website, uh, which is timecop1983.com. Uh, it has some merch on it, it has my tour info as well, but it's not uh, as much updated as my social media. Okay. Cool. Instagram is my main social media outlet. I do use some Facebook, but not that much. And uh, but yeah. Right on. Well, we will have uh, those links in the description, uh, and we're definitely going to have you back closer to your uh, uh, your time in heading into North America if you've got time. I'm sure we can squeak a half an hour out here. Oh uh, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> make the, I'll make time. Yeah, absolutely, brother. I like that. That's yeah. good stuff. Uh, so honestly, man, it was a lot of fun having you on the show. I'm I'm really happy that uh, that we got this. Well, thank you so much for having me. All right. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Mental Mastery Alliance. That was Time Cop 1983. And in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the mentalmasteryalliance.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash the mental mastery alliance.
Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag TMMA or tagging us at the Mental Mastery Alliance. To have your voice heard on the show, leave a voicemail or send a text to 647-338-1265. Long distance charges may apply. If you love us, leave us a review. If you hate us, you spend your time in weird ways. But also, leave a review. Every review on iTunes tickles the algorithm helping us grow. Until next time, unity over division. This concludes the most surreal portion of your day. You got it, Pontiac.